Welcome to the Speaker Podcast with your host, Camille Essick. On this podcast, Camille covers topics ranging from entrepreneurship to relationships, to beauty, wellness, and empowerment. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Speaker Podcast. This is your host, Camille Essick. And on this particular podcast, I have the pleasure of meeting this young lady a couple of weeks ago at uh, an event of my friend's birthday, Jessica and Whitney. She is such a genuine, genuine person, fabulous. When I say she can beat a face, you guys, she is amazing in her craft. I'm going to let her in- introduce herself, Victoria Norman. Victoria, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Listen, Thank listen, you so folks. much. No problem, girl. I'm so glad you are here. And I'm so excited to have you on. When I met you, uh, we met through Whitney. Shout out to Whitney. And listen, that's my boo. Okay. <laughs> she is so <laughs> sweet. She's a whole vibe. She's always so Period. happy. Yes, yes. So let mm-hmm. everyone know a little bit about yourself, what you do, your brand. Okay. So I am Victoria Norman. I am in Florence, South Carolina. My brand is Beauty is Victoria Makeup Artistry. And I'm the owner of Beauty is Victoria um, Beauty Studio in Florence, South Carolina, um, where I currently like service clients there. My main services are um, makeup, eyebrows, and lash extensions. And most recently, um, I've become like a mentor and trainer for a few artists. And I just wrote my book entitled More Than Makeup. So I'm looking to like really get into teaching and helping build like um, future artists now. That's awesome. How did you get started? What what inspired you to get into the beauty industry? Um, it's a it's not a long, long story, but it kind of is. Do you have time for me to like tell you the, the real story? Sure. Um, okay, so I was in high school and my guidance counselor was um, my senior year. And, you know, when you're, when you're a senior in high school, all the guidance counselors, they always pull you into the office to find out like your plans for after you graduate and so my guidance counselor she called me to her office and she was literally like uh, what are you going to do after high school so i had re- i didn't really like apply to a lot of colleges um i only applied to like hampton university and i don't even really know why i just knew that i needed to start applying to colleges i guess and so at the time i was doing hair so i was like i don't know i probably would do hair or something because i didn't really put too much thought into it and so she was like, okay, you're, yeah, you're too smart to be doing here because my grades are always like really, really good. Um, I was like an honors graduate. So I guess people figured that like school was like where I needed to be because I did good at school. Mm-hmm. And so she nominated me um, for this scholarship called the Heart of the PD Scholarship, which grants you um, like full free tuition at Francis Marion for four years. And so I was excited. I took it. Um, I didn't really know like what I was going to do. So I just chose like major in business because I was just like, oh, okay, well, you know, I want to have my own business someday or work for myself. So I figured like business is probably the best way to go. Mm-hmm. So um, during that year, like my freshman year, I was miserable. Um, my grades weren't horrible, but I was doing hair and then I started to get into doing makeup. So I was, I would stay up to like two and three o'clock when I knew like I had assignments to watching like YouTube videos on how to do makeup. And so I realized like I was pretty good at it. Um, at least I thought I was because people used to ask me in high school all the time to do their makeup, but I had started taking it more seriously. And so I knew that I really didn't want to do hair, but it was just something that I kind of just picked up 
because I knew how to do my own hair a little bit in high school. And so at that time, like during my freshman year in college, that was the only thing that kind of brought me some kind of like peace because that was like one of the most miserable, um, it was one of the most miserable years of my life. So um, after that freshman year, I was just, I came home, I told my grandma, I didn't really put too much thought into it. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna drop out of school and I'm gonna be a makeup artist. And that's um, pretty much how it started. And I've kind of been on that journey like ever since. Wow. So during mm-hmm. that time frame when you were like, that was the most miserable time of your life, what did you do to encourage yourself to get through that time period? Um, we really watched like a lot of YouTube videos. And I think for me, just knowing that I had the power to choose made it a little bit easier. So I finished out that year because I didn't want to just drop out, um, you know, in the middle of like a semester or something like that. But I told myself, you know, I had to, it was really like, me encouraging myself like okay it's going to be fine like and just building up the strength to actually tell uh, my grandma because she was she was so excited about me um the idea of me going to college because she had never seen any of her own children graduate from high school mm-hmm. and I was the first one um of her grandchildren that she saw get to walk across the stage so going to college was like a big deal mm-hmm. so it was really I spent a lot of time thinking about how I'm going to tell them because my mind was already made up wow. um but yeah <laughs> That was a lot of prayer. That's amazing. I know for myself personally, I became interested in makeup and doing lashes and things like that because there was a point in time where I didn't like myself and I mm-hmm. hid behind the hair and the makeup or whatever. And yeah. I was like, this isn't healthy. So I did a lot of internal work, um, just kind of building Camille from the inside out. And I was like, there's so many women out there, particularly women of color, that we hide behind the hair and the makeup, the lashes, the brows, but we don't oh, yeah. like ourselves, you know, internally. And it was like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to create a brand that builds from within. And yes, let's do the hair and the lashes, but let's do that at the end to celebrate the journey Period. of self-love. Exactly. And so that's why now, you know, when I started Kamiki Mink and the podcast and everything, it's an it's a, it's a a celebration it's a party but mm-hmm. there's a journey there's a walk you have to do there's work you have to put into it and it, what's the point of wearing the lashes and the brows and the hair or whatever when you exactly if you don't like and love what you see in the mirror so that's what inspired me you know as far as doing what i do because i want us particularly as women of color to love us organically mm-hmm. w- without all that but to wear it it's just like a plus it's just a celebration you know exactly and i love that because i actually went through like some of my own like personal struggles like with that as well so i love that yeah i i totally agree and i saw i was so excited when i saw your post i had to put it up on my uh instagram you just wrote your first first book can you tell us a little bit about that victoria yeah so um my very first book is entitled um, more than makeup, the things that I wish someone would have shared with me as a beginner makeup artist. So what it is, is um, kind of like a guide for aspiring makeup artists with tips, um, tools, motivation, and resources for beginning their makeup journey. Um, so I started writing, I, I had no intentions on writing a book at all whenever this happened. I was literally up one night because I'm um, a trained artist now. Mm-hmm. And so I was just writing out a list of products that I feel like they needed to have or that, you know, recommendations that, I, you know, they could go out and get to bring back for their lessons. And so I was up writing and I kept writing because I'm just like, it's a lot more 
to everything than just products. And then, you know, with that time, because I train about like six girls, you know, they're only spending like an hour, two hours max with me at the time. I'm just like, it's so much more mm-hmm. than just these products. And it's just, I really want them to understand it. So I was just like, why not have something, um, you know, just give back something to artists. Because I know for me, whenever I first started, um, it was really hard for me finding people, um, like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. It was really competitive. I didn't have like a lot of like mentors or anything like granted I do now, but I had to go like actively really go out and really actively seek them because I couldn't find any, um, where I was at. And not a lot of people was doing makeup at the time. Yeah. And so I just, a lot of people don't want to share, you know, very closed, uh, it's a very closed community. Like you said, it's very cutthroat. It's very competitive. Oh yeah. And it's just, you know, if if they are going to teach you, it's going to come with a hefty price tag. And, you know, not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but I know for me, um, I remember being broke trying to go to classes. So I was just like, why not do something, especially because I feel like there are so many people um, that have poured into me and all I want to be is just somebody to give back and pour into others. I was just like, let me put together something. Granted, I don't feel like that book, you know, has all of the answers and there's plenty of, you know, more resources and education that I feel like, um, people that's going to that field need to, you know, look for and, you know, read and everything like that. But I just wanted to have something to give back to people because I'm just like, people afford it. I mean, I wanted to have like an affordable resource as well. Yeah. Just to pay it forward. Yes. Exactly. Because I, like I said, I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for like the people who have poured into me and have sown into me like all of these years. So I, if I can do that, plus some for somebody else, you know, then I feel like I've done my job. I love that. And mm-hmm. I have two points. One that's been irking me right now, sis, mm-hmm. these girls, cause you know, I'm a lash girl too. These Period. girls are super long caterpillar. Five oh I'm so, and it's not cute. I don't know why they're wearing these six inch lashes. I wish they would stop. I still see people <laughs> rocking the squared brows with the hard, harsh arch. I'm like, oh my God. Going. Can you touch on this, please? Like, explain. I understand, but just to kind of co sign, explain mm-hmm. to listeners the science of selecting the proper lash. Please help them. <laughs> Listen, there, you know, I try to, okay, because I know that I'm a lash girl. I love. I wouldn't even say really dramatic lashes, but I like really bold. Volume. You know, I like yes. bold yes. volume Birdie, lashes. Yes. But, you know, when it comes to that, I feel like either either invest in some quality products. I know that sometimes people, like price is an issue for some people, so they don't want to pay certain prices for things. But when you invest in quality lashes, they look a lot better, A. Mm-hmm. Two, you know, you can wear and reuse your lashes um, for up to about 25 times. I will sometimes even more than that for me. Cause I will clean yeah. and take care of those. Like they're my babies. Um, yeah. and I think, you know, just amazing. also, huh? I said mink lashes are amazing. Period. Listen, I love my minks, honey. And I just think also just seeking the help. Um, you know, there are so many resources and tools and things out there for us not to know, um, how to properly do these things, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just like, if it were me, I would invest in a lesson. Um, you can get so much further just by asking for help. Or if you, if you're not ready to take that route yet, if you have friends or people or colleagues or whoever, who you feel like are good at those things, seek help. Don't just try to do it yourself. I can definitely appreciate 
when someone doesn't know how to do something and they just either ask for help or they just leave it alone until they can get the help that they need instead of doing, you know, doing their makeup and out here looking crazy because it's not cute. Right, right. I, it's not cute. It's not. And the thing is, um, for myself, even when I started Kamiki Meat Lashes, a lot of people, they don't understand. You have to select the lash according to the shape of your eye. You may oh, have yeah. almond shape. Your eyes may be round. You may have um, what they call a hooded lid. These are mm-hmm. things you have to consider. And, la- and lashes come in different shapes, different Exactly. Distances. So you have to match the lash according to your eye shape. And there's actually charts out there. If your store doesn't have one, you can actually Google an eye chart for lash um, shapes and eyes and eye shapes. And it will guide you on how to select the proper lash so it looks more complimentary and in, in, into your look. So, yeah. Period. Because, listen, people will look, people will take pictures, screenshots, zoom in. And I know I know that because I'm guilty. Like, I do it a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you don't, you just don't want to be out here looking crazy. It's 2020. Like, you should put on your lashes right. Select that right eyelashes. Like, do your research before exactly. putting them on if you don't know what you're doing. And but you're it's too brown- many tools and resources. Exactly. And you're a brown skin girl like me. So, can you give some tips for the brown skin, the cocoa skin girls out here as far as selecting proper color, pigmentation, product because i know for myself when i'm doing my contouring i know i can't do the super orange contour right or the super light and you have to kind of mimic your own skin tones so can you give the mm-hmm. listeners the ladies some tips on how to properly select your highlighters and concealers for brown skin? oh definitely so i always tell people um especially because majority of my clientele are women of color so i always mm-hmm. tell people especially when i teach to keep the brown skin brown um there's nothing worse than looking ashy or foundation shades being off so for me when it comes to foundation i have like a technique that i use for everyone and it pretty much helps me like match everyone like all across the board no matter what skin tone they are but you know I look for three tones whenever I'm finding a person's foundation shade. So I'm looking for the overall tone, the undertone, and then the, um, like the overtone. Mm-hmm. And so the overall color is, is basically like a mixture of every color that I see. Um, and like your skin is like a mixture of all of that. So that's the color that I'm using mm-hmm. for the foundation. So that's like the base color, right? Mm-hmm, the base color. So it's like a mixture. If you look at all of the tones in your skin and you kind of put them in one big pot and mix them all together, mm-hmm. that's kind of the shade that I would be going for, like for the foundation color. Um, and then with highlight, I know sometimes like a lot of people watch YouTube and, you know, the videos will tell them, like, oh, go two, three shades lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's to be incorrect. And the reason being is because everybody has different undertones so you can't tell necessarily tell a person to go two or three shades lighter because that might end up being too light too yellow too this so you have to stay true to what's in there um like what's going on naturally in their body so whenever i'm matching someone i'm not just looking at their face i'm looking at their um you know their chest if it's exposed their shoulders like that whole area sometimes you can find like the lighter areas because the body will tell you everything that you need to know about like Mm -hmm. your skin And so I'm looking for those lighter tones in the body. And a lot of times you can find that like on the inner corner of your arms. You can find that on certain parts of your area. And sometimes, I mean, on your chest area and sometimes even in your face. So those are the colors that I pull from like what's naturally going on in the skin Mm -hmm. to determine what the highlight color should be. Mm -hmm. And then for the contour color, which is like the overtone, I look at like the outer corners of the body, the shadows, 
um, the areas where it's darkest on your body. And a lot of times you can find that, like, you know, either around the perimeter of your head, sometimes in your shoulders. I, it sounds so weird because I never had to explain this before. Um, like, the no, like, I, get it. <laughs> I totally get it because, like, yeah. I'm light on my chest and everything. But mm-hmm. then I'm like two tone. So, but then my hands and my outer arms are darker because I'm in the sun. But then, mm-hmm. like, you look and then it's like, oh, she's lighter in these areas. So I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. So I always try to pull from what's naturally going on in the skin. So if you pay attention to your skin, it'll tell you exactly what's going on. Um, and then also, one more thing is just being mindful of the lighting mm-hmm. that people still have. Because I know a lot of times people will tell me, like, oh, they're going to Mag, they're going to Sephora, um, the girls matching improperly and stuff like that and it's either a one because they're um not necessarily trained on the art of doing makeup more so um rather than like selling so they're just trying to sell your product but to their lighting in the stores um sometimes aren't necessarily true or accurate for women of color because they go off of like white and blue lights most of the time mm-hmm. and with me so in my studio i have like a it's called a low total which is more of a warm golden tone light mm-hmm. and so i like that light because it emulates like natural sunlight mm-hmm. and you know one of the things i hate is when i'm inside or you know have you seen like you've gotten some match somewhere and you're inside and it looks wonderful you step outside and it's like a completely different color yes. it just it's just wrong so i use like a warmer light um especially with women of color to emulate natural sunlight to get like the truest tones to their skin yeah. so that's another thing to be mindful of is the lighting whenever you're getting matched in certain areas but for me if you if you don't feel like you've gotten like an honest opinion this is just more so for everyday women from like your local counters i would just actually seek um you know seek a consultation with like an actual makeup artist someone who's more so trained on like the art of doing makeup right to help match you correctly versus like just retail i love it i totally agree Mm -hmm. and and especially with our skin we can have red tones gold tones olive tones Mm -hmm. undertones oh yeah warm we can be cool we can be neutral we have a lot going on exactly or even a combination like Mm -hmm. it's just different (laughs) i feel like women of color have like the most complex um skin because we come in so many different shades and colors so you can have a woman of color with the most fair of skin and then you can have like a woman of color with the most deepest darkest tones of skin so that in itself is complex so we're not just like a one size fit all kind of deal you know every everything is different for every single person Mm -hmm. i totally agree and in your journey, Victoria, as far as becoming an artist and instructing, what has been one of your greatest moments with your clients when you finish the client or even working with the client and maybe she experienced tears of joy or she's just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, what has been your greatest reward thus so far? So my greatest award, I feel like, um, that I've gained from doing this is one, you know, the reactions and things that I get from people after they've seen their makeup, but not only that, but the connections I've been doing this now for almost seven years. And a lot of my clients have become like family to me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, majority of my clients are women and, you know, they just help keep me lived, help keep me grounded. Like, and I do the same for them. So I think, you know, a huge big deal for me is the relationships like I don't know where I'd be without some of the relationships like Whitney became one of my clients like a few years ago and Mm -hmm. I've loved you know loved her ever since um (laughs) so that's been like one of the most rewarding things and also just knowing that um 
you know, I, I get to choose my own path, my own destiny, because I've always been one that has been like, I've always identified as a creative. Mm -hmm. So I've always been like, you know, into the arts and dancing and singing and stuff like that. So it's just knowing that I don't have to conform to what the world says I should be or what they, what the world says I should do. Um, And that's for me is one of the most rewarding things. Like, no, it's not easy. It's, you know, every day is like a journey for me, but I think just knowing that I have, you know, I have the right to make a choice is rewarding for me because I chose this career. I love it. I totally mm-hmm. love it. I'm so excited about your project. I hope Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> just let the listeners know, where can they find you on social media? Where can they get your book? Where can they book you as an artist if they want to make an appointment? Just to okay. give you information. Okay, so I am on Facebook and Instagram. At, on Instagram, I'm at beauty underscore is underscore Victoria. And on Facebook, I am on there as beauty is Victoria Makeup Artistry. Um, if you are interested in booking an appointment, you can visit my website at www.beautyisvictoriamakeupartistry.com or you can click the link in like my Facebook or Instagram bio. Um, and then to purchase my book, you can also visit my website and the book is also available on Amazon as well. And so I'll be also uh, releasing like the ebook very, very soon Okay. Um, for people who, you know, are more so like I read books on my phone or on my um, tablet or Kindle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, the ebook will be available really, really soon. Love it. Well, first of all, Victoria, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to sit down and chat with me and to just share your journey. I hope my listeners got something from this. And I really, really, really would love to have you back again as a guest. I would love to be back. I appreciate you having me. No problem. I love connecting. I love networking. I feel like there's enough out here for all of us. So when I meet awesome people, I'm like, come on, let's get you out here. Let's get you connected so people can, you know, follow you and your brand. So I have no problem sharing my platform. Like, I think you're great. And I appreciate that. I think you're amazing. Like, I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. I think this is, no, this is my second podcast interview. So I'm like, this has really made me, especially because I'm really shy. And yeah. I don't like speaking as much. I'm not going to say I don't like speaking. That's a lie. Right. But I get very nervous. So I appreciate you just extending that invitation for me and pulling me, like, once again, like, out of my comfort zone. Listen, the introverts, we are winning out here, okay? Right. <laughs> I feel like I identify, I'm more of an extroverted introvert. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, like, I'm way too, like, I am. The ones I get to know you, we're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm, I'm really thankful for you just, you know. No just inviting me onto your show and like I said, pulling me out of my comfort zone because this is like not, you know, I'm, it's new for me. So I'm still getting comfortable at speaking and just, um, you know, just Same talking here. and interacting on different platforms. <laughs> Same here. We are <laughs> learning and growing together. So, and just so you know, I don't know if the, well, the people that weren't there that saw our pictures, y'all, she mm-hmm. beat the mess out of Whitney's face for the party. Dolce Vita was yeah. lit. A shout out to Chef Tasha Mack. The food was delicious. Oh, yeah. Jessica and Whitney looked amazing. We had a good time. Victoria was giving us the business out there with that pink jumpsuit. I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, they told me Rock Nation brunch is higher. So, listen, I I wasn't playing no games. (laughs) Okay. Like, I had a great time. So, everyone, I hope you got something from this episode. And please go out and follow my guest, Victoria Norman. She's a sweetheart. 
and this is Camille Essek, your host, and this is another episode of the Speaker Podcast, and until next time, be blessed. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of the Speak Her Podcast with your host, Camille Essek. You can reach Camille via email at kimikimiglasses at gmail.com and catch new episodes of the Speak Her Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Follow Camille on Instagram at kimikimink. Until next time, be blessed.